everybody. I'm Lauren. I'm Emma. And you're listening to The Oak View. Hi, Emma. Hey, Lauren. How are you doing? I'm okay. I've been having a really tough week. Really? Yeah. Why did I say that so peppy? Like, really? (laughs) You are. (laughs) You're so excited. Good news. (laughs) It's just work that's kind of hard, but I'm really glad that we're talking. For me, too. Yeah. Definitely for real. Work has been really hard lately. And, um, you know, lots of deadlines. October is just really... There's just lots of stress and anxiety around everything right now. Yeah, and I'm trying to get back in the swing of going to the office. It's getting colder. It's cold. It snowed the other day. I wasn't a really big fan. Yeah. All that jazz. But it's fun when we talk to each other. It is. And it makes me feel better that I can rely on you. Right? So I think that's kind of what we'll talk about today in today's episode. Okay? So, you know, we talked about what we want to do in this podcast. We talked about each other and the qualities that we find in each other that are really beneficial to us. And we talked about kind of how we grew up in our background. But I think it'd be really great to talk about friendship. Okay. Our friendship. Is it good? Is it bad? You know, what are our, what are strengths? What are our weaknesses? But also generally in friends, what are positive attributes and characteristics that everybody needs in a friend? Or specifically, what actions mean the most to you? Yeah, I love that. I love hearing about when people pick pick a friend or who had friends for a really long time and like why they love them and what they bring to the table. So if you were going to rate our friendship on a 1 to 10 scale. What? What are you going to rate it? Um, There's only ten, one answer. obviously, because obviously. the real answer would be really rude. <laughs> what does that mean? You don't think it's a 10? There's probably like, it's, I yeah, but society of the world probably well, would say them. something different. Okay, well, mean? I agree. You're weird. I'm sorry. I just, I think so big. I don't know. That was a silly question. I shouldn't have asked it. What do you think our friendship is? Good or bad? Great. Well, that's a good answer, and I love it. (laughs) What about, well, what about friendship is so important, and why do you think we should talk about it to the people who are listening? I think that's a really good question, because I don't want to dwell on things that are only specific to us or only traits that we need. How do we make this an open conversation that really embodies something a little bit deeper? Yeah, like how do we include an audience to know that? In order to be our friend of ours, you need to know what kind of friends we are. Right. And and that's, we're really accepting. And we'd probably be your friend even if you didn't know it. Yeah, I think I think there's a chill element to it. And the fact that we record our talks and our listeners will kind of see that the depths of things we talk about. Some episodes are going to be really light and fun. Like we just recorded a different episode tonight that was like super hilarious, like just really light and funny. It didn't, it's not going to mean really much to our listeners, but it's fun for us, right? And we try to link it into something broader. Yeah, that's really important to us. I think you're onto something, Lauren. And I have a feeling that you have something up to your sleeve. And I'm curious to know what's on your mind. Okay, so from your friends, what are some all-star qualities, actions, or things your friends have done? Name three, not friends, but just like specific things that's like, wow, I really rely on this friendship because of this and it makes me better and it makes our friendship better. Wow. Okay. Number one, consistency. I love people who show up 
they follow up and I know I can reach out and they have my back and they they're they're there when I need them Mm -hmm. number two loyalty you and I have been friends for how many years forever like I think having friends grow through the years has taught me that you don't need constantly having a large group of people surrounding you but that sometimes the best relationships are the ones that grow over time and take a lot of maintaining um, and work and love and care. Number three would be probably creativity. You know, I'm my own person. You're your own person. I love the diversity of that. I love that you have some things that, you know, makes the most sense to you, like mechanical engineering and STEM. You love science. I love architecture. I love painting, designing. You know, I have other friends who are nursing and accounting and teaching, and their perspectives bring me so much joy. Wow, those are excellent answers for being very on the spot. Like, these were not pre, like, noted or anything. (laughs) No, I'm on some sort of energy today. How did you do that? (laughs) All of the world, I don't know. But the world is not pulling me down. You know, I was in class right now, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm next up to read. What am I going to say, you know? (laughs) <laughs> but but Lauren, just like really quickly, like what are the three things that mean the most when you think about friends? Um, number one, I think such a great quality in a friend that I love so much are friends who never make you feel stupid or less than who you are, right? So right. if you say right something on. detrimental, they're there to be like, Lauren, shut up. You're really smart or whatever. Or like, you know, they just are validators, of whatever you're feeling. They're yeah. Like, yeah. That, they're, they're uppers. That is messed up or whatever, you know. My dad likes to call them uppers. They're uppers. I like an upper. You need an upper in your life. <laughs> I, I love that. Um, number two is just that, that deeper understanding of who you are and understanding how to gear the conversation to that. So if it's somebody that you don't necessarily talk to all the time, it's just like you don't always need to and you don't need to know everything about what's going on in somebody's life to understand how they're feeling so empathy empathy i would say number three something about lightheartedness or or being funny or knowing how to cheer somebody up or a carefully placed joke or even if it's reminiscing um not dwelling on that but like bringing it to light or just saying like i can't believe you did that or whatever and just like being able to call somebody on a random saturday and just like laugh i love that I think that's so important. I think the last one really resonates with me because I think about how when I'm really low and someone like you is like, Emma, you got this. But also you're like, you're so ridiculous. <laughs> and that's your, you know, like really something yes. that would make me laugh because you know what kind of person I am. You know my kind of humor. So you can just like automatically go, I know this is going to make me feel better. Yes, I am like a tension breaker. That is what I am. I'm like a, when there's a group of people, I'm the one who like cracks the joke to get everybody to like chuckle. Well, we need that. We need that in all types of friendships. I think though, what's really nice about the two of us is that although we get along really well and we've been around each other for our whole lives, our friends are very different. Like who we surround ourselves with outside of the two of us really are attractive to many different qualities that make our world really well-rounded. Yes, absolutely. And it's it's important to surround yourself with different personalities and different perspectives and different people. Yeah, diversity. Diversity and, you know, things not just like diverse in culture, 
but also, you know, academia. I want to know things about science because I'm really interested in art and science, but I also want to know about things like my friend who is an eye doctor. And like, you know, you spent your whole life learning about eyes. And what about eyes is so cool. Yeah, like, tell me more. Like, tell me more and think, what? This is no big deal, but I'm literally poking people in the eye. I need to know why that makes you I need to know feel all so much joy. It. I need to know all about it. I do that so much. Like, if people say, what do you do? I'm like, I have so many questions already. Like, bear right. with me. <laughs> right. <laughs> and hold back, especially when it things that you really don't understand. I talk about a lot of things, you know, engineering and architecture pretty much layer each other. So Laura and I know a lot about design and design process thinking. And, you know, how numbers make things go together, you know, and or very logistical and building, building and things, logistics, you know, parts, ordering, supply clients, chains, all that. We all know this stuff. But as soon as someone brings something new to the table, like, for example, medicine, teaching children. Oh, my gosh. Teachers love them. Like anything, but I don't physically have the sustainability for, you know, right? Like my friend that I already mentioned before, but Kelly, she's on her feet for long hours doing surgeries. I'm fascinated with her ability to do that. It's incredible. And so on top of that, there are some friends that I know that live far away and they talk about, you know, their climate differences with us. And I know that sounds so minute but the simplest relationship changes make me want to to be a good friend so lauren here's a question for you okay what makes a good friend what makes a good friend yeah um i think it's i think it's a sense of commitment like you can't just it it's a two-way bridge right yeah totally so what makes a good friend is the mutual building of that bridge both people got to be there both people have to show up and help each other, right? When one side is failing or whatever. And that's okay. Sometimes you have parts of your friendship where you're kind of helping support the other side of the bridge, but it's worth it for you. Yeah. I mean, I know you relate to this because like, you know, we've already said, you know, we believe in God, but like, I think it's the most incredible thing. There are people in this world who were made for me and they were made to be in my life. And Absolutely. those people want to act. And they want to actively build the bridge with me. So what do you think makes a good friend? Oh, you know, I always go back and forth with this question because for me, a good friend means all those qualities before, but it's more importantly about being able to be adapting and knowing that like, I'm not always a hundred percent on my game. I fail a lot. I make mistakes. I sometimes don't go texting back people for a week at a time or even a month mm -hmm. and I feel horrible but being a good friend is about forgiveness and is about really showing up and saying like hey I can already tell that something's not going well but how can I be there for you and honesty honesty open communication mm -hmm. being honest talking about your faults like I, I love when people admit their mistakes because that just tells me how human they are and how more I want to learn about them and be connected to them. I absolutely agree. What I think is most interesting about friendship is that it really has everything to do with our kind of an environment and who we grew up around and the values that we had as a kid and as a mid-teen and yeah. as an adult. And that, that perfectly you know, ties into what we talked about before, 
yeah with our values and growing up the way we did I mean we have this connection right absolutely and I think the best thing about learning about a friendship over time is just like it might fail it might not even pan out even though we were raised similarly we were in the same environment I know that you and I we get along and like we have a connection because of all these years similarly in that same breath other people grew up in the same area of us and they were they're not friends and we're not friends with them yeah that yeah that's interesting it's on a personality level too i think just some people you don't vibe with and that's okay absolutely here's an interesting question do you think you're a good friend and do you think that sometimes you might kind of steer away just because of your life right like everyone makes you know has their ups and their downs but like do you ever measure yourself as being a good friend I try to be I absolutely try to be a good friend but I think everybody naturally steers away at points in their life as life is happening and you're tired and whatever whatever's going on I think that's pretty normal I'm just curious like what do you think what is the anchor to friendship you can have things in common with people and you might grow up in the similar area or you might just really vibe with them. What really grounds you in that friendship? Comfort, maybe values, maybe the foundation that you lay, maybe the vulnerability that you have with the other person. I'm not sure yeah. if there's one answer for that. I'm thinking sometimes like for me, it's unconditional love. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah that embodies everything. I feel like the quality takes time to grow and to nurture. Absolutely. You know? Is there ever been a time where you felt most challenged by a friend that you made you question your friendship or just made you question how you interact with them? Of course. And, you know, a harder topic is like friends lost and how much that hurts, right? Or whatever happened. Have you lost any? Yes. Okay. I've lost two specifically. I'd like to talk about them. This has been like on my heart. I'm glad that we kind of like got into this direction. I didn't know if it would fit into yeah, another episode. Yeah, good. I'm glad. Okay. So there are two friends that I have lost that like really have struck me to the core. One, so in middle school, I didn't have that many friends. You had your own friend group and my other best friend had her own friend group. And, and neither like you were like in my hall at the time. So I didn't have a lot of friends. And so I made one like best friend. I'm going to call her M. And eighth grade, I really started to pull away from her. And child me was getting like vibes that she was weird. There, there was like mm. things and questions she asked and things that she did that made me like want to step back and want to distance myself. And looking back as an adult, yeah, I am now realizing that I pulled away because she was so much more mature than I was. And I was scared of that. Wow. Like at a sleepover, she would like take anxiety medication, like depression medication. And like in our age and time, that wasn't a norm. That wasn't thing that people talked about. My parents never talked about it. So I had the stigma that that was like weird or like a red flag. And like it just wasn't normal. Wow. Yeah. And then she would like one time I was at her house and she asked me if I was straight. And I was like, what do you mean? Of course I'm straight, you know, because <laughs> I'm a lame, like, loser, like, middle schooler, right? And she's like, oh, I just don't think I know yet. Well. I was like, it, you know, like, little me, I'm, I'm going to make myself sound so rude. I thought that was well, of weird. of course, because of our families. Because at that time, 
it wasn't as acceptable as it is now. But that's a reflection of our environment and the people that raised us, right? Exactly. So when I look back now, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I pulled away for no good reason. She was just so much more mature than I was that she could talk about these things because she was better versed and she understood them and she had an environment maybe with her parents or her family, whatever, that lifted those things up. Not that mine stuffed Mm -hmm. them down or anything. It's not like my household was a household of hate. No. But for whatever reason, I pulled back end of eighth grade we stopped being friends and then little did I know like she had a really rough summer a really rough start to high school and it was just kind of like oh I felt bad but I didn't know how to reach out because I hadn't talked to her and I didn't know these things were going on and then like later in life as early young adults she had an even tougher time ahead of her and I just am witnessing this on Facebook right like she has gone through heartbreak and hardships that I will never understand it hurts me that I like missed the boat like and that I couldn't be there for her and like you know I still have this like caring for her is that weird like no is it too late for me to like message her on Facebook and be like um hey I know I've totally ghosted you for like literally like eight years no I uh, I honestly had an experience um a couple years back when someone reached out to me they told me that the they were really sorry that they were not a good friend to me really and yeah it was it was really out of body experience because in that moment I was kind of taken back like where have you been why haven't you been asking me these before why are you asking me this now why are you showing up now? But then in some light, I was really thankful that they said these things and that they said because it gave me some closure. And we don't talk anymore. Like there's a possibility that this could rekindle a friendship of yours. But I think if anything, you feel inclined to say, hey, I know we haven't spoken since we were kids, but I want to say I'm witnessing your life and I think you're doing such an amazing thing. And I loved that I get to see you, you know, Whatever, however you want to phrase this. That's really interesting. Because you know what sparked this? I had a dream about her once. I think your subconscious needs you to do something about it. But I think it's I think that's really cool. Maybe I will work up the courage. Maybe this talk will like get me to that. And I'm glad that you had the opposite experience where like how did it make you feel though? If anything, it made me feel bad. Because it made me (laughs) That's not what I wanted to hear. you're probably not going to hear these things that you, you know, you are expecting me to respond yeah. to. No, it's real like, life. I think I felt bad because one, it made me say, what did I do wrong? And then I had to turn around and say, well, what did they think that they did wrong? Right? Like why I thought we stopped talking because we were friends and we grew apart. I thought we stopped being friends because, you know, it just didn't pan out that way. Oh, but they made a decision yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, that that yeah, I don't want to hurt her. No. I think you just have to really think like intentional about this, right? I'm sure there are people that don't agree. There's no reason to reach out. You don't need to feel better about yourself by reaching out. And that really wouldn't be the point. It's not to like get it off of my right. mind. It's just like I just want her to know that, like, even though we literally haven't talked in years, that I still have this mm-hmm. care for her in my heart, and yeah. that I th- I think about her. Do you think that's comforting, or do you think that's like, ugh? I don't know. I don't know, because I'm on two sides of the coin. 
on one side, I have been the person who has received the I message. I'm like shaking. Like why? Well, because it means something to you. On the other hand, I have also been the person who has sent the message. Ooh. Yeah. And I think, Lauren, honestly, just sometimes we're just on the same wavelength because I've also been wanting to talk about loss and friends. Yeah. Because I have lost two friends myself and they were both my fault. Really? Okay. Do your first one, then we'll both do our second. Okay. My first one is someone I was friends with in high school and we had a lot of commonalities like cool projects and interests outside of school. Our friends were the same, and we just really clicked, and our families really clicked. And they were also experiencing some maturity that I just didn't understand. And because of my family values and because of the people that were around me, I chose to question them instead of questioning why I believed something. And I, I pushed them away. That's really hard. I didn't even realize what I did until they officially stopped talking to me. And it broke my heart. Like, I went, oh, my gosh. Like, you know, the first or second. Like, I did this. I pushed I, away. I did. It's my fault. It's my fault. You know how we talked about earlier that when I went to college, I became this whole new person. And I was like, this is me right now. Mm-hmm. And you're such a bold person, Well, then right? in a year later, I was like, this is me. And I'm just so bold. And it's my whole life. And I embodied so much of that that I pushed them away. And I made them feel uncomfortable. Shameful. I made them feel like they didn't believe All while themselves. you're going through this process of your learning about yourself yeah. and your true yeah. values and opinions. And in that moment when I reflected in this, and it happened quite some time ago, that this past couple of years... I've been really, really sick to my stomach because I feel like I deserve to give myself closure. But I think then they deserve an apology. Like, I really need to reach out and tell them that I'm sorry. Or do you think that's like, I don't know, do you think it's like too little too late? Like, it's my fault and like, I don't deserve closure? I don't want to put that on you either. Well, I don't know. I don't know the right answer here. The right answer to me is like when someone like, Okay, you know, they always say forgiveness is the way to go. You got to forgive and you got to like get over your crap. Mm-hmm. I told someone that I forgave them for the wrongdoings that they did to me without prompting them. And they were like, what did I do to you? So there's two things. Yeah, that that's could happen. awkward. There's the two things. She could know. It's a, it's a she. <laughs> <laughs> um, that the apology is sincere because I have fulfilled my duties of the friend to own up to my own crap right or Mm -hmm. she could say that's actually not the truth like what you think happened is not what's real right not what's real for for what happened in my experience and that's crazy right right? because how many times are you you and your friend are doing the exact same thing but you are feeling complete opposites and that disconnects so that's when we talk about open communication yeah But I didn't have the maturity at that time to be like, let's talk about this. Absolutely. So it's just like, oh, it's just so important to learn these things and be a good friend as young as you can so that you can have longevity. Yeah, but I mean, I also need to recognize that the mistakes are mistakes. And it makes They were going to happen. So these failures, you kind of need them in a sense, even yeah, though it hurts Yeah, and so like bad. think about what has happened, right? Like now I'm a very open person. 
I'm very accepting of all. I'm uh, I'm very advocating for all people. I actively look for justice. I'm trying to do the right thing. Maybe if this didn't happen, I wouldn't be this person. Yeah, very true. What's the lesson here? Because those shape you. Oh, it's that sometimes, I'm not going to say sometimes you have to lose friends, but sometimes you don't have the tools and you don't have the words and you don't have the maturity oh, I think I'm gonna to cry. maintain a friendship that is beyond you at a point in time. I, in I hate sounding so emotional sometimes, but I know. <laughs> I think I'm going to cry. Things, but like that mistake I made. I think I'm going to carry it with me until I can work through it in therapy. I think if it's on your heart and you have the desire to reach out to them, even if nothing comes from it, because how much worse could it get? Um, But you have to be ready if you're going to open up a wound. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I kind of have that same situation with my person number two. Let's call him Jay. Best friends junior year of high school to like freshman year of college literally we just jammed so well i don't i don't really know what happened he was into me i had no idea then i did have an idea and then it didn't work out right end of the day it just wasn't going to work and it ended really badly total heartbreak like cut off and the worst part in my mind is that we literally met one time and we talked about it and we got things off of our chest that had been on a chest and we laid everything out and I don't remember any of the conversation because it was so weighed on me and it was so like traumatizing I've completely blacked out and I don't remember anything that we say so I feel like I don't have closure but I know that like at that time I did I mean you worked on trying to find that closure yeah but because it was so intense your body said no thanks. I'm gonna just so put I that somewhere else. So I this like weird state of like I don't know. I just still think about it all the time. Is this like a person that you like could have potentially loved? For sure. Yeah. You know, love isn't like I love you. I love my best friends. It's right. like, you know, we were not the storybook ending that was going to end up together. Totally. Well, we see that now. But yeah, but like, yeah, there, there's a piece in my heart for that. Isn't that just Just so like there's powerful? a piece in my heart for M. Wow. I, I think that's really powerful. I kind of think that in a way this kind of segues similarly into my second loss. Okay, perfect. And I feel like I hope people realize this. Nothing that Lauren and I talk about is to make it seem like it's not true and real. Like everything that we say is exactly how we feel. And this is probably the most profound conversation that we've had yeah, together. Yeah, this is, like, I am being very open. Like, I am, like, my heart rate is so high right now. Like, <laughs> yes, I know that we're having good energy here. <laughs> and this is what I love about doing this. Because I talked about this earlier. So, like, I having a prompt, good conversations are surrounding good topics with good people. And, like, this is what I strive to do with all my friendships. So what's their number two? Okay. This one is controversial among my friend group. And if you're listening, friends, you know exactly who this is. But this person is someone that I was friends with for some really traumatic parts of my life. 
he was the kind of friend that didn't question whether or not I was sad or happy. He just believed me. And I really valued him because he was funny and joyful and we got along really well. But in a way, what happened was that I got scared of what he and I meant. And when we went to college, I chose to like step away because I thought being in college, I could explore and meet more friends and, and, you know, other relationships. And unfortunately, he started to become the person that I wasn't okay with. Mm -hmm. And that was really hard for me because I care about him to this day. My friends will probably say that I'm crazy because it's not worth it, but I think everyone's worth it. Unless you know, there's there's some people in my life that there's like a there's a line I've gone through. I'm just gonna say, and it's okay. I'm being honest. I have gone through some really crappy things that include abuse, and that has caused me some PTSD. Clinically diagnosed, and this person was there for me during this time in my life. And I think about the bad things that happened to me. He is associated with it. Because they were there, they mm-hmm. were the light. And so when we got older and he and I started to grow differently, at my bold self was discovering a new piece of me. I pushed him away. Like I said, no, so many times to the point where he said, no, okay, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. And it was just, that was it. And I think I abused it. I took advantage of him because I was thinking, Well, it doesn't matter what Emma says, right? He'll always be here. Or was he becoming somebody that you no longer recognized? I think in my grown adult self right now, I'm saying yes. He is a person that I could recognize. Mm -hmm. He's not the person that I remember or wanted to be around because he made new friends. He he made new activities occur, blah, blah, blah. But the loss I felt when him and I were no longer talking was... Like the loss of someone who died. Yeah, no, I, I 100% isn't it? I mean, understand you. I didn't think that it was real until I worked a little bit through this in therapy. And I said to my therapist, I feel like I'm going to sound really out there. I feel like our relationship died. Yeah, and you have to mourn those things. And I, I don't think I ever did. So back to what you said earlier, should I reach out? Should I say something? I've reached out probably two times a year for the last four years. Okay, but when we talk about reach out, is it just like, hey, happy birthday? Or is it like no, a it's reach like, out? Hey, I'm thinking of you. I miss talking to you. And the response has always been positive. It's always been like, hey, what's yeah, up? At least you get a response. Yeah, And that was the beautiful part in the beginning when I was like, okay, this is what I need. This is what I need. And then recently it was my last reach out. I was trying to be courageous and said, hey, it would be really great if we could get together and talk through some things. And I messed up. Mm -hmm. But I also wanted to tell myself that like for me to ask him, could we work something out? It took away my ability to reach out again because I got shut down and I didn't get the right answer. Yes. And now you have no closure. Right. And now I have no closure and I have the answer I didn't want. And I really was hoping that sometime in my life he was going to say, yeah, let's figure this out. But he said no. Yeah. It's just like how much time has to go by? Like it's been years. It's been years. 
since my number two and I still think about it. I I don't understand what that means. Like in my Christian faith, I was taught that it's something called a soul tie. You know, when you have such a deep and really embedded relationship, you, you're connected at the soul. And it normally includes a lot more in-depth aspects like a sexual relationship. They normally create a soul tie. But like, I just feel that when two people are having a good bond and that's not even in the picture, Mm -hmm. that like this can be physically be something that manifests beyond what our human bodies are capable of understanding. I agree. I know. And it's, it's sometimes really out there, but like I sometimes feel like there are people legitimately made for me. I was made to be a part of their life mm-hmm. and be a part of my life. And the fact that the particular person that I was is, no, is longer. no longer in my life. It hurts. Yeah. You know what this conversation is making me feel better about, though? This conversation is kind of making me feel better about other friends that I have lost or lost touch with that I'm kind of realizing... I don't feel this deep pain for. Like, I think it's just cool if I let it go. Yeah. Right? And it's making me feel better that I don't I don't have to weigh myself down with it and keep mulling and worrying and thinking about it. Yeah. That if it's, if it's not deep on my heart, that person really wasn't, my soul tie really wasn't tied to my heart, didn't have that deep spot as maybe I thought they did. Yeah. And I think that makes me feel less alone. Like, for you to have a similar experience, it makes me feel really, really... And people do not talk no, about this. No, and people don't. And people and people don't want to think... And I'm okay with people not thinking so deeply about everything that has happened to them. That's fine. You don't need to. But, like, for me, I needed an answer, and I didn't get it. And then I finally got an answer, and then I was like, well, that wasn't what I wanted, but okay, now what? I think that this makes me want to segue into a question that I have about loss and luxury. And the luxury that we get when we have such great friends that surround us and the loss that we have when we lose people is just like, Lauren, are there moments in your life where you just stop and go, wow, friends are literally a gift. Like if I didn't have my friend right now, I don't know if I would be able to feel the joy I feel right now for the thing happening to me or the sadness that I feel in my heart because I think that makes sense what makes us a little less alone yeah and I think there's an intentionality like when when you think about that more intentionally you see it more so even your coworker who's validating you all the time that's a gift and and then there's connections like we're having right now it's absolutely a gift so it doesn't just have to be the time where you walk into a surprise party and it's your family and your few friends and you feel so loved it's all around you. And if you don't have friends, that's okay too. Yeah. And I, I think people need to realize something. Like, let me tell you something. My friends are not always great. The select people that I spend my time with uh, every day and who I want to communicate with all the time, those are the people I give my heart to. Yes. But there are people around me in my life who are literally pieces of S-H-I-T. <laughs> And those people can go out the door, and I'm never going to be their friend again, and I don't care. It wouldn't be a heartbreak, but it's still good to have those yeah, friendships Yeah, okay, I agree. If they're downers, we keep them down. But if they're an upper, we're going to keep them up. If they're an upper, you just keep them. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, me and myself, who has always been so bold, she has definitely not 
always been a good friend, but she definitely no longer exists because of my friends. And I'm really confident in who I am now. And I'm really grateful for the people who came along the way. And I'm no longer a person who says, you can't sway me. Sway me. I want to learn. I want to be a better person. I want to educate myself. I want to change my behavior and learn from it. I think that's beautiful statement because it shows growth. And I have seen you grow into that person. Emma, we talked about kind of heavy topics today and a little bit a lot. I don't want to end on a downer or anything, but thank thank you so much for just being open and honest with me and yeah, and talking through this. Well, thanks for listening. And honestly, I didn't really realize that we were experiencing similar things. Yeah, it's not something that people usually talk about openly. And I, I feel better. I feel like there's some like weight off my chest here. I definitely feel like I can be more vulnerable with you and I appreciate your consistency because I you know that it's important to me wow we're so awesome we are so awesome um I just want to say uh thank you for just being a good friend too you know you're really good at oh you're a good friend oh okay I'm just gonna say I'm giving us a 10 out of 10 oh finally (laughs) (laughs) well everybody thank you for listening to this week's episode of the oak view have a great week Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you again for listening to The Oak View. You can follow Lauren and Emma on Instagram at The Oak View Podcast, O-A-K-V-I-E-W Podcast, or email us at theoakviewpodcast at gmail.com. 